0: Today, we talk about what to expect at your IUI. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Now, I've done the podcast before on the IUI process, and if you're interested in that, definitely check out that podcast. But today what I want to talk about is specifically what to expect at the IUI. So if you don't know anything about the artificial insemination IUI treatment cycle, which I've done in the past, I definitely listen to that podcast. So today what we're going to focus on is what you expect when you come to your IUI. See, as you're going through the process, you're going to take medications, the forced follicles grow, they're going to watch them with ultrasounds, and eventually the follicles will get big enough that they need to be released. And you'll take a trigger shot, and usually within 24 to 36 hours later, you will do an artificial insemination, also called IUI, which stands for intrauterine insemination. But a lot of people get nervous about this because they're not sure what to expect. the doctor is going to come in with this giant machine? Push sperm into their uterus? Is it going to hurt? Do you need to be prepared for it? Is there any prep work or any food you need before you come to it? The point is, I wanted to focus on what you should expect. That way, when it happens, you may be less nervous and have a better understanding of what's going on. Well, like any appointment, you're going to check in for your appointment and then they're going to bring you to a room. Now, every clinic is going to be different, but they're all going to do some of the same steps. One of the first steps that everyone's going to do is verify with you that the sperm they have is the sperm that you agree is your partner's sperm or is the donor sperm that you're going to be using. There are many ways people check this. Some will do it through verbal confirmation, some will do it through written confirmation. There are even some clinics who have electronic verification systems where you bring in your own card or QR code on your phone and they verify that the sperm matches up with the one that you're planning on using. So the first step is identification. Now, prior to the sperm being given or before thawing the sperm, the lab also did identification check and they verified the person who was given the sperm or identified the sperm that they're thawing to make sure it's correct. Most places will require your partner to bring an ID to verify they are who they say they are. So, remind your partner to bring their ID to their collection. Now, before we move on to the next step, one of the fears people have is what if I have the wrong sperm? Although this is very unlikely, no clinic can 100% say it's 100% correct because humans are involved. And anytime humans are involved, there are always the potential. But for most of the time, I would say it's probably like 99.9% chance it's a sperm it should be. So to help relax you, let's talk about some of the ways we do to prevent it from being mixed up. So the first thing I told you is the lab will verify the identity of the person giving the sperm. Usually the cup and all of the things that we're going to do to process the sperm are already pre-labeled. All these are verified to make sure they say the correct date. Person and partner. Sometimes additional identification markers will be placed, such as using specific colors. This way, everything is the same color for the same patient. Another thing that is done is that you don't work on multiple patients at the exact same time. So, patients are staggered, so that way, samples aren't being run at the same time. Throughout the entire process, your lab technician is going to be verifying. The sample that is the one they expect to be working on. Then when the staff comes to get the sperm, they verify again that it's the correct sperm. And at that point, that's where you verify that it is the correct sperm. I truly don't want to scare anyone and I don't want you to think the chances are high of getting the wrong sperm. But I do think it's important to always understand it's possible. And there is a clinic telling you there is no way they are lying. Unless they have robots working. There is always a chance for human error, but it is extremely, extremely small. We are very conservative at our office. For example, I had a patient one time when I was about ready to do her IUI say to me, can you believe my husband? I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, apparently he missed the cup, but then he picked it all up off the floor and put it back in the cup. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, why would she even be okay with this going in her? But I told her at that point, hey. We have to stop. I told her, I don't know if there could have been something on the floor, another person's sample. I can't take that risk. So at this point, we had to stop the procedure. Her partner had to come back in, give another sample, and then we did an IUI. I can assure you, every fertility clinic is exactly that conservative. If there is even a tiny doubt that something could be wrong, they will cancel the IUI or they will get another sample, but they will not proceed with an IUI if the sperm is not, in their mind, 100% yours. So again, don't be worried. The second step of the procedure is to be able to get to the cervix. And as everyone knows, this means the dreaded speculum. Although I can't make the speculum better, what I can do is tell you there are some things you can do to help improve the discomfort that sometimes comes with the speculum. I'm not going to tell you to relax because you already know that. but There are things you can do to get your mind off of it, such as wiggling your toes. I'm not talking about wiggling your feet, I mean wiggling your toes. And that will sometimes let you relax that muscle in the pelvic floor so it's not as discomforting. The second thing, which seems counterintuitive, is you want your doctor to use a regular speculum. I know a lot of people think, well, shouldn't we use a small speculum? It'd be more comfortable, but it actually isn't. Because unless you have a very narrow introitus, If you use a very tiny speculum, we have to open it all the way to be able to see. Whereas with a regular speculum, we barely have to open it to be able to see because the sidewalls will stay to the side. And so I just would recommend to people, unless you have a serious discomfort with speculums, I would always let the provider pick the right one for you. Usually the provider will use either a little bit of lubricant to also help with the procedure. Now, what they need to do is they need to get the cervix in view, which will allow them then to insert the catheter into the uterus. The cervix is usually down. Now, for some people, it's up because they have a retroverted uterus. But for the people who have a forward flexed uterus, their cervix will be down. And that means they have to give a downward pressure to get the cervix in view. One of the things that you can do to help make the IUI go much easier is have a somewhat full bladder. Don't be uncomfortable. You don't want to pee on your doctor. Have enough of a full bladder that it's going to make your uterus tip into the right position and make the IUI easier. At this point, the IUI is ready. Your doctor will then go and take a catheter and they will then pull the specimen of them up into the catheter. What they'll do is they'll then place the catheter through the cervix into the uterus and will usually touch the top of the uterus. Not everyone does that, but the reason I do that. It's because it causes the uterus to contract a little bit and spasm. That spasming mimics like an orgasm and causes the uterus to push the sperm through the fallopian tubes. At this point, a lot of people might have a little bit of discomfort because when you touch the top of that uterus, it causes cramping. The catheter itself is very small. Most of the time, you don't feel it, but there are some people who have very sensitive cervixes. And while you're moving that catheter through that cervical canal, they can have discomfort. For most people, they do not have any discomfort. But about five, maybe even up to 10% of the patient can have a little bit more discomfort than others. In very extreme examples, where the cervix is very difficult to get through, there are times they even have to put a thing called a tenaculum on the cervix, which holds the cervix in place. And that can cause the procedure to be more discomforting. What they do is they use a device called a osfinder or a dilator, and they open up the cervix so the catheter can get in there easier. Now remember, God never intended a catheter to go in the uterus. So there's nothing wrong with you. They just need to open it because the catheter won't fit. As I mentioned, about 90% of people will have no issues doing artificial insemination. But there are some people, around 10%, that will have some discomfort. And for 5%, maybe even more. And then that rare 1% or less, that will actually have significant discomfort. Once the sperm has been injected into the uterus, at that point, the catheter is removed, the speculum is removed, and you usually will sit there for somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes. Now, what's interesting is you may get pain a little bit later, and people think it's the IUI that caused the pain, but it's not. In fact, what happened is, is you're ovulating, because when we do the IUI, we're doing it before you ovulate. And then hours later, you start having pain, and that is from ovulation. And then you may think, but, I don't usually have pain. So why am I having pain now? Well, the reason you're having pain now is because you're not ovulating one egg. You're ovulating three, four, five eggs. And so it can cause some more discomfort. Usually after those 10, 15 minutes, they'll come in talk to you about the procedure and the follow up steps. Some clinics will put you on progesterone suppositories or even other forms of progesterone to help support the pregnancy. In the end, it is a very simple procedure. And that's actually why we do them. Matter of fact, if IVF was very simple, everyone would do that, but it's not. And so IUIs are simple. They're usually more affordable. That's why people do them. And what I can tell you is for most people, you're going to get through the IUI process and think, well, that was really easy. And most people are nervous. Don't feel weird that you feel you're nervous. That's normal. People don't know what to expect. And that was the point of this. I hope to help someone who is about ready to have a IUI feel a little bit more comfortable, know what they expect. I hope this was helpful to some of you. As always, greatly appreciate you spreading the word about Taco About Fertility Podcast. Give us a five star review on your favorite medium if you enjoy us, and tell your friends about us. Until next week, this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday.